Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. What is happening? Welcome to Working Hours, an oral history podcast about a place called Leeds, a time called now, and an activity called work. Working Hours wants to record 1,000 loiners over the course of this, the most important decade in the history of the human species, and ask them about what they do all day and hear how they feel about it. My name is Simon, and this is all my fault. My mission here is to try to map out what my city, Leeds, a city that has declared a climate emergency, did during humanity's biggest emergency. On working hours, we hear how Loiners have, are, and will be coping with our multiple and expanding crises during their day-to-day working hours. Can we turn things around? We'll find out. To tell this story, I need Loiners. Loiners like you, dear listener. I need people in Leeds or people from Leeds to come on this podcast and just tell me what they do all day and let me record how this affects us. Thank you for listening. What did you want to be when you grew up? I actually wanted to be a doctor. Mm. Yeah. How far did you go with it? Did you did you get as far as medical school or did you change your mind before then? Nursing, nursing. Nursing. I did yeah, I did nursing instead, but it was after I got my nursing admission, I started the program. I got an admission for my just to study medicine, but it was just too late. I just decided to stick with the nursing. Yeah. Two million people in the UK are living with sight loss that is severe enough to have a significant impact on their daily lives. Half of this sight loss is avoidable. This year's National Eye Health Week is taking place from the 18th to the 24th of September 2023, promoting the importance of good eye health and the need for regular eye tests for all. You're listening to a special bonus episode from Series 4 and to my guest Farida Ali. This is another Zoom interview recorded on the 18th of September 2023. Farida Ali has a background in public health. Currently, Farida is working for the charitable organisation, the Association of Blind Asians Leeds, or ABA Leeds, as their community engagement coordinator. Her primary focus is connecting with diverse community groups across Leeds to promote eye health and the eye health services provided by ABA Leeds. Farida also plays a vital role in establishing and cultivating partnerships with other organisations in Leeds, working collaboratively to advance ABA's mission. Farida contributes to event planning and for the interim takes charge of their social media management, ensuring that outreach efforts are effective and impactful and making a positive difference to the eye health of communities in Leeds. Right, let's do this. Episode 94 of Working Hours with Farida Ali. So I'll jump straight into what are you doing now then? So right now I I went into the public health field. So Mm -hmm. I dropped nursing and I studied public health for my master's. Mm -hmm. And right after that, I went into my current job, which is like a health awareness. So we are more focused on, so I'm the community engagement Officer, so what I do is engage with communities, you know, spreading awareness about health um, issues and eye health conditions. Hmm. So, so, is that are you employed by one of the NHS trusts or NHS England, or is it like a? It's a it's a it's a third sector. A yeah. charity is a charity organization, but then it's based on promoting eye health. 
So yeah. it's called ABA Leads. That's where yeah. I work at the moment. So, yeah, I, I imagine they have to get, you know, they have to apply for a pot of funding each year to do programs. and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on charity, yeah. But we work closely with NHS and other um, organisations. Yeah. So what's your kind of day-to-day like? Is it largely going out into the community and working with groups or is it more attending meetings with various health health yeah. sector professionals like how what's, what's your, your sort of week yeah well so i go to events mostly everyday events partnership event networking events because mm. you need to network with people so you could you know work together and i work closely with communities as well community groups i go to um community groups i give a I health awareness talk I give them like a presentation so they could know what to do, take care of their eyes and make sure their health is in check. And I also talk about our services that we provide to people who are visually impaired because we support people who are visually impaired. So I just go around, work, we want to work closely with people who support like mental health organizations as well because eyesight loss, mental health is almost in the same hand-to-hand. So yeah, we just work closely with everyone. Mm, yeah. So I'm... Mostly now, I'm mostly networking and also working with um, communities across Leeds. Yeah, getting your name out there, establishing, yeah. like, I'm yeah. the person doing this and I, <laughs> yeah. I work yeah. in your area. I should know you, you should know me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly that's what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. So you would have been, so you would have come into this role after lockdown because we were saying before that you've, you, you know, you've not been in the role. Yeah. Uh, before lockdown, I was still a nurse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, after lockdown, uh, yeah, I said I after lockdown. Okay, so <laughs> I I imagine with your role mm-hmm. that there is an element of social media to do with it. Is yeah. that left to you, or do you have someone that works on it, or are you kind of you're in the 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 development ro- worker role, and then you kind of have to do everything basically, <laughs> like make the role work. <laughs> Yeah, well, with social media at the moment, I'm not supposed to be the one in charge of all the social medias, mm-hmm. but the lady we had, she had some family emergencies, so she had to be off at the moment. So we're trying to get someone else. But at the moment, I am in charge of the social medias and in social mm-hmm. media at <laughs> the moment. Does it take a lot of time up for you? Or? I don't think so. I mean, I think I, I enjoyed it. I enjoy it, actually. Yeah, find it. Yeah, with social media, it's just you just get a lot of information and you mm. get your information passed across as well. So it's a two way thing, which mm. is quite good. Yeah. Yeah. I know you finding, like, are you finding it quite easy to find the organizations that you need to know in the city? Or is that a bit of an effort? No, no, no. It's just really easy. I mean, all you need to do is just go to Instagram or Google, just search for the organizations you're trying to find. You'd see the name, you'd find their links to the socials, and that's how you just start it, get it going. So it's quite easy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, was that something that you kind of expected to be spending time on or your work time on as you went into the role? Well, because the role... There are two things involved in my role. The fact that I am not new, to, I'm actually new to Leeds, mm-hmm. which means I need to do a lot of research on communities across Leeds, organizations in Leeds and all mm-hmm. that. So social media has been a way to help me find it. So I am not finding it difficult because I'm also educating myself as well as doing my work. 
yeah that makes sense yeah it's like a steep learning curve yeah 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 yeah. while i'm still doing it i am also getting more information about other organizations and are you office-based or are you or is it a hybrid role like do you work from home i am i'm actually office-based yeah yeah, I wish I was a <laughs> You know, after COVID, everyone just wanted to, oh, I could work from home. But, well, time to time, time to time, I actually do work from home. But I'm more office based than a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. Do you prefer to work in the office rather than at home? I think there's a, there's a pro and con to working in the office and working at home. Mm. I must say, sometimes it's just better if you work in the office because, like, if you want to talk to your manager or your line manager or any other colleagues, Instead of sending an email, I would literally just go to the office, knock on the door, go in and say, oh, can you help me with this? Or well, how do you see this? It's just much easier. Yeah. Or while online, it's either you email, wait for a response, or you would have to call them. And if they don't pick the call, then you have to wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's just it. But I think it's more, everyone wants uh, to work from home because it's more convenient for people. Like you're just more relaxed. And the yeah. thing is, you still get your work done. Regardless, but in terms of emergencies, office space would be better. Yeah. So on the community work side, have you have you been able to access the sort of groups that you need to access yet? Like have you made those connections and sort of already started that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have actually. I I have been doing quite a lot of networking, attending events. And uh, from there, you just talk to people. And that's how you just keep meeting organizations and you just have contact everywhere. And I'm getting, yeah, it's quite good. It's quite mm. good. We're getting there. Yeah. yeah. And are you, so I would assume that you have your own sort of specific projects and certain metrics that you need to hit for this project. Mm. That you well, kind so- of gone through. Oh, sorry. No, for me, it, it's more about networking. And then when we have, so we organize events as well. Mm-hmm. So we had a few events. like So we go to different pockets, elites, mm-hmm. and we try to like make a eye health awareness, inviting other people, like other organizations to come with us. Mm-hmm. So people from the community would come to the um, events and give information, we provide support to them and tell them where to look for support signpost them if we have to i in part of my role I, I help with i organize events coordinate events as well i also need to be in the communities mm. and yeah it's, it's part of my role to network as well yeah networking yeah. and partnership making building partnership and maintaining the ones that we have yeah so i'll go to the climate change mm-hmm. one first so the question is basically like how it affects your work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of the reason I ask is, well, number one, I'm interested. And I think more people should talk about climate change. Number two, mm-hmm. Leeds has declared a climate emergency. So I think it's a valid question for working in Leeds in the 2020s. So is there anything that you can do in your work in terms of mitigation, adaptation, uh, or sort of you know, raising awareness around climate change? My work is basically it's focused on the communities and we are basically more focused on uh, providing support for people who are visually impaired. Mm-hmm. So we're not really on the climate sector yet. 
or mm. climate. But we do, whatever we do, we try to make sure that we are keeping everything climate friendly, environmental friendly. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. We have shredders. We make sure everything is recyclable. We make sure we get all our recycles done and, you know, just making sure that we are doing our own part to make sure that we're keeping the balance at least. Mm. But providing awareness about climate change, we haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we would. And yeah, I mean, with the rise of, with the way everything is going, I think we would, we would have to start making sure that we're getting people like raising awareness about it. Hopefully so. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know with the contracts or the funding, <clears throat> like I don't know if there's any kind of green element that they might have put within there. I don't know if you've seen it and whether you know. Well, I have seen it, but it's basically for, because, you know, there are like charity organizations that are really supporting, that are into the climate change. Mm -hmm. They have, yeah, I've seen fundings for their climate change actions, but because ours is not basic, it's not really targeting that. It's Mm -hmm. more on the visual eye health and visual impairment supporting people. Mm -hmm. So we can't really go into it yet because that's not what we do. Mm-hmm. But we can make sure that we are doing our part yeah. to support. Yeah. So let's do a little bit on the eye health then. So mm-hmm. are you are, are there certain is there like a top three most common uh conditions that you want to raise awareness about or ones that are preventable, or is it more like these are easily treatable? And what are the kind of what are your kind of top tips or some like give us a kind of eye health tip of like what what should people be doing what should be the number one thing people do to take care of their eyes get get your eyes checked because yeah. i think everyone thinks until something maybe i am feeling my eyes is getting a little blurry or something that's the only time people go to the hospital to see their mm. ophthalmologist and that's not how it's supposed to be you're supposed to go see your eye doctor every two years mm-hmm. regardless of how you feel with your eyes you don't have to it doesn't have to be when you're having problems with your eyes that's when you see your doctor that's what people don't know and secondly is there's this condition called diabetic retinopathy right it's when you have diabetes and it's uncontrolled and you also have um, blood pressure Mm. unregulated blood pressure unregulated diabetes it can lead to damage of the optic nerve Mm. so People don't know that if you have diabetes and blood pressure, you could be at risk of having that condition. So mm. we, we tend to raise awareness about that because we know a lot of people, especially in the in the in the ethnic communities, there are lots of rise in diabetes and blood pressure as well. So we try to spread awareness about it just so people would know and you know make sure they're keeping the balance, making making sure their blood pressure isn't checked or taking medications for it, diabetes isn't checked and taking medications for it to prevent that. And uh, secondly, we, we always support exercise, eating healthy, preventing your eyes from the UV ray. When it's too sunny, wear sunglasses. When you're doing a DIY, make sure you're wearing the goggles to um, prevent your eyes or ladies or anyone if you're wearing makeup make sure you don't share your eye tools with anyone else mm-hmm. yeah so just maintaining your eye and eating good food leafy foods greens salmon and and just making sure that it's in check yeah. and omega-3 as well it's yeah good yeah yeah so largely you know keep keep healthy keep your circulation healthy yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Yeah, that's it. So uh, is, is it very much prevention focused then? So you're very much like looking at risk factors and looking to intervene yeah. and be preemptive. Yeah, right? yeah. That that as well. That as uh, that and also for people who already have the cataract or glaucoma, what we do is we support them by um, helping them out, especially people who are um, partially blind or because cataract and glaucoma, if it's detected on time, mm-hmm. you can you can get it operated, get it done, and you'd be fine. But then. If you if it's not, then it becomes a bit serious, but it's also treatable. Yeah. So one hundred percent treatable. Another one before I forget, there's this one called age macular degeneration. It's mm-hmm. called AMD. Mm-hmm. So AMD is only um, the risk factor is for people who are smokers, but at the age of sixty, it only happens when you're at age of 60s. Right. That's and people who. It, it happens that people who are at risk of the disease condition are mm-hmm. uh, mostly older people at the age of 60 and they have a history of smoking. Yep. So we also tend to tell people, reduce your smoking, your alcohol intake, making mm-hmm. sure that at least regulate it mm. for people who can't just abstain from it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I was going to say, I was thinking yep. about how we support people who are um, visually impaired. We're talking about the awareness panel. And I said we also support people. So we support them with benefit. We help them out with railings in the house, making sure their house has the um, safeguarding measures, making sure that they're not at risk of warning due to lack of um, some support, and just making sure they're comfortable yeah. in their home. And yeah. yeah, getting them with all the benefits that they could get from the government. Yeah. So there's a social prescribing service to it as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, yeah, we work closely with the social service as well. Mm, yeah. yeah, and there's quite a few of those sort of organisations now. Are you quite familiar with? I guess you've networked with them as well across the city and making sort of links with other workers in other groups. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, I mean, we're still we're still on it, but yeah. Do you feel? I mean, this is a fairly difficult question, and we can always cut it mm. out if you if you want. But do you feel that you are because it's a really difficult area to work in because you've got to do all the kind of admin paperwork stuff. You've got to do all the footwork. So you've got to grind a lot to kind of get anywhere. And do you feel like you're able to do the work or do you feel like there's so many other things that you have to do to get to the work? Like, Or is it quite a good balance where you're sort of like, I am doing all this other stuff so that I can do the work, but ultimately I'm doing the work. Well, the thing is, is I have to make it based on parity. So based on what is more important at the moment. So whatever I need to get done, let's say for now, the fact that we have the Eye Health Week, Mm -hmm. this is the from the 18th to the 23rd is the Eye Health Week. So for now, the most important thing is making sure that I get go to, we have, I have a radio station interview and I have few things to promote for the I Health Week. Mm-hmm. So everything else we just have to wait until after I'm done with that. So right. other, other, that's that's going with parity. So every admin work would have to wait until once it's over, I can just go back to it and make sure that I get everything done. As yeah. long as I am getting it done and going back and making sure I balance everything out, then 
that's yeah. the good one. Yeah, it's just order of priority. I just have to make sure that I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. you take do you take your work home? Are you quite good at sort of works work and I finish there or I I I I try my best to not take anything home, just leave <laughs> it till the next day. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise. So we've done social media, we've done we'll do Brexit because I know that's gonna be a short one. So yeah. the question here is about sort of noticing any changes in your work because of Brexit. And as you said, you've you were sort of you weren't working in the UK before Brexit. Yeah. So I mean, is there anything that you're aware of? Has anything come up in your job that's like, oh, I can't do that because of Brexit? Or anything that you know you can do now because of Brexit? Does it has mm. it occurred in your work at all? Has it come have you come across it? No, not really. I haven't come across it yet. Yeah. The only thing is, I mean, the travel, well, for me, I don't know for other nationalities, it's just the travel because it, it was easier to travel when there was numbers because you could just go anywhere and just come yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I wish. <laughs> I wish it wasn't there so I could just go around. But now you have to do the paperwork and everything else. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> More forms to fill in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll go on to COVID. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like, this could either be a... an area we spend some time on or it might be quite short Mm -hmm. generally my question is to first of all I ask people to kind of look at how their work changed going into COVID like whether there was a big increase or whether it all dropped off because it seems to be you either ended up doing a lot more or nothing at all and then sort of being in lockdown and then coming out of lockdown into work so you with You've only recently finished your study, is that right? Yeah, I graduated in last year, December 2022. Yep. Yeah, I graduated in 2022, public health. But I I was actually at home when COVID started, so I stayed at home with my family. But then COVID really did a positive and negative aspect Mm. to COVID. Positive in a sense that we all had this, it's like a rebrand or re-switch we just have a a weekend call meaning I just decided well the nursing I mean for my career it changed it helps me with my career as well because I, I was like yeah I want to be part of well I love working in the hospital I work I love the health sector mm-hmm. which is why I've always stuck to it but then I was like yeah I need to be out there with research and doing some work that would actually actually help people Mm-hmm. I, I'm still interested in doing some research, but at the moment I'm just working here and so that <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm still interested at the with research and analysis and all that. So yeah, um COVID helped me figure out okay, this is where I want to go. Cause during COVID, I think public health was one of the biggest aspects, like it helped everyone with how to how to prevent yourself from COVID and everything else. It was quite good. And I I was like, yeah, this is where I want to be. <laughs> and at my work, I I wasn't there, but I heard a few things, which is because we work closely with people who are visually impaired, which means most of them are a bit at the 60s, 70s, 80s Older, of age. Yeah. Yeah. We actually lost loads of um, service users, meaning not lost as in lost, lost, but then some of them, are not in, they don't want to go out anymore due to the COVID, you know, Due yeah. to the whole they're COVID scared thing. due to the risk. Yeah, they're scared yeah. to come out. They're scared to come out due to COVID. We had we have like a 
launching groups for elderly people in different areas across Leeds. Mm. But we had a massive reduction in people that come to the groups due mm. to COVID. Yeah, there's a lot. We had a lot of the, there was a decrease in participation. I think we're picking it up now gradually. Yeah. But yeah, we did, we did have. I wasn't there, but I, I yeah, 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 yeah. I was told about it. So, uh, so yeah, I, I guess was there anyone, was there anyone sort of in your role like last year or before you? Basically, did you take over from someone, or did you just come into the role and? No, like, I think yeah, I, I'm, the first, I'm actually the first person on the role. It's a new role. Yeah. <laughs> no one had yeah, yeah, no one had the role. So did you have anything to start with? Did you have any, like, have you had to basically start all of this from scratch and just... Yeah, yeah I started the, the toolkit from scratch, everything from scratch, basically. Mm. But yeah, it's actually going through. Yeah, I mean, it gives you... It, I mean, it can be overwhelming because you're kind of like, well, where do I start? But yeah, I mean, yeah. you're a few months in now, so you've got things going. You're starting mm-hmm. to know people. Mm-hmm. And you've done all that work so that's like you know you get a sense of achievement from like well i'm actually being effective now definitely i I mean from the healthcare side Mm -hmm. do you would you rather be like directly patient facing and spending time with them or do you like this combination have you got like a nice mix at the moment or would you prefer to be more kind of policy side public health side more planning and strategic rather than you know up there with the people what what kind of what side um, of the job do you prefer? Well, I think I got tired of the patient side, which is why I was mm. like, yeah, I needed to leave. I currently I am on this side. It's not bad. I'm enjoying it. But in future, like maybe I'm still looking, I would definitely be going into the policy side and whatever. But I think it's best. It's, just, it's all about using experience. Mm. Yeah. That's what I believe. I did the patient side. So I know how it feels. Yeah. To be part of the patient, like a patient and a health worker relationship. I know how everything goes. It's it's not like I'm just seeing it from everyone else's view, but I have yeah. been part of it as well. Yeah. And being on the side is also an experience. So going further, if I if I'm going further to the policy side, I have a side of what's happening with patients, what's happening in the community, and also it's just like a build up to yeah. that. Yeah. But I would love to be there eventually. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like one of the things, uh, part of why I asked that is, mm. you know, you can see, say if you're, you're doing some public health at scale and you can, you're can you looking at figures, facts and figures, and you mm-hmm. can see a noticeable uptick and you, you're sort of like, oh, that's good. We've made all of these mm-hmm. out- outcomes better. But it's still not quite the same as seeing someone that you've had been direct experience with where they're getting better and you know you've yeah. added to that care yeah 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 so I, I'm wondering if you will get to a point maybe where you're like this no I need to be back with the patients I need to <laughs> like I need a real outcome of this this is meaningless to me like do you do you get pleasure from that from seeing like I mean obviously you do otherwise you wouldn't be yeah, doing yeah. no 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 I'm you it's, it's really amazing working with patients because mm. there's just it's really good I, I've had a few people that have come up and like you are so good thank you so much for everything it's really really it feels so good and even working here 
I've had people that I helped signpost to other organizations and they were able to get their support and everything else, mm-hmm. which was really good. I got a call. They called me back and they're like, thank you so much for everything. And I'm like, yeah, it really, it really does feel good. Mm-hmm. But um, for me in the hospitals and everywhere else, I love it. I enjoyed it. But it's just that sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a little, it can be a lot, actually. It can be a lot overwhelming. Yeah. And uh, for me, I had a bit of an experience with the healthcare, not mm. not here, though, not in the UK, mm. in my country where I was, where I came from. So I had a, it was a bit, you know, the mental health, the whole, mm. it was just, I had to think about it. I love it. I enjoy it. But I would rather be somewhere. And I want to have a balance. Yeah. I want to be able to have my weekends as my weekends. Yeah. yeah. Have my days off as my day off and just, you know, just have a bit of little bit of balance. But when you're working in the hospitals, you don't really I mean you could have the balance, but then it's not really as yeah. you know, flexible as when you're working at nine twelve. And I actually just went okay. <laughs> I think that was that was it. There was a lot to it. I mean, there's a good and then yeah. Just so we were, were you doing like on your so you're training through covid were you doing like practical experience like were you working in hospitals through that yeah yeah yeah, yeah i was actually i was yeah. so i I, was. I mean i imagine that was hell so <laughs> it was I'm not it surprised was, yeah. it was draining <laughs> it was really draining yeah so uh yeah i i mean after that experience you you're gonna need a bit of you need to take it a bit easier. I think. Mm, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's the COVID question, isn't it? So we kind of done COVID. We'll go into. We're going quite quick, but that's fine. Uh, we'll go into the change question. Mm-hmm. So this, I think, this might be quite interesting f- from you because obviously. With that kind of role, I know from with those sort of roles, there's always stuff that like you need but you can't get because you haven't got the budget for it or whatever it's like yeah I'd really love to have this it would make my job so much easier um so the question is what what three things if you could change any three things about your work what would you change can i say endless budget <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know when the budget it is a, with budget comes restriction because you can't do a lot, even if you want to. Hmm. Meaning, um, we would like to have it. Some people, well, after the whole thing, like other, there are people that want to come to our events to get knowledge and education, but then we can't bring them in our own car because of safety measures. Yeah. And they're having struggles with transport, meaning they can't just use the bus because they have other health conditions. So yeah. it's either we use the access bus for them, or if we could, I would love us to have like a, transport system where if they have events or everything, they can just go pick everyone up and bring mm. them. They'll get whatever information they need to get, take them back and we know they are safe. Mm. That's one thing. Another, yeah, I would like us to have the whole access- accessibility and inclusiveness, meaning be- becoming more bigger. Because right now we're just focused, we're just like a small charity organization and mm. it's, we're just focused elites itself. Mm-hmm. We have people calling from Bradford and other part of West Yorkshire but we can't support them because we're only based in Leeds mm. so I would love us to expand to the other part of West Yorkshire as well. Mm. Thirdly I would like to you know 
collaborate with bigger brands, bigger organizations. I said brands, <laughs> bigger, <laughs> bigger organizations where we could really, really work together, like partnership. And yeah, we could support each other like really well. Mm. The big ones that people know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what else? What else would I wish for? Yeah, I mean, if we could have endless water, that would be great. That's everything I've said, really. <laughs> I mean, it lets it lets you do anything you want, then, doesn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It gives you everything, literally. <laughs> yeah, a blank check, please. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what would you do? I'm gonna give you a black card. There you go. Do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'd probably get distracted and be like, "Oh, you'd spend all you'd spend all your money on stationery and making the office comfortable." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're like, oh, the work. I forgot the work. <laughs> See, coffee. When you get to coffee, then you forget the work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it is good to have some restrictions because it does make you creative, doesn't it? And you have to prioritize kind of like what's going to be the most effective thing for me to do. Mm. No, no, no. It's actually, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you. It was good to have and it's keeping, it's keeping you in check so you don't go overboard. Mm. But then if you're also able to have the more important things, because for us working with um, other people, we know what their challenges are. Mm. And some some part of it, we can't do anything to support them. Yeah. I wish in that moment we'd be able to have somehow, somewhere to support them and make yeah. sure that they have access to whatever we're trying to do. That's, that's just it. Cool. So the final question is the mm -hmm. UBI question. We're going to come in under an hour. Uh, <laughs> uh, so are you familiar with universal basic income i yep. did I, I i did my research yeah, yeah. um <laughs> so this question's kind of again i want to a lot of people aren't familiar with universal basic income so i kind of want to promote the idea um, mm -hmm. and the main thing that people say or the main argument used against it is like if you gave it to people people wouldn't work but everyone I've asked would still work. So they might be lying, but they've said they'll work. So uh, I, it's also to kind of ask, what would you do if the, if money wasn't kind of an option? You know, it wasn't a, an issue. It wasn't a problem. Uh, well, is it for me or for work? So Personally. it's it's for yourself. So if there was a universal basic income, so you're getting an, an amount of money, like, each month. So... That's a helpful amount of money, not just, you know, here's a tenner. Um, so would you, would that change your work at all? Would you feel less need to work? Would you work less hours? Would you still stay in the same job? Would you stay in the same sector? Like how might it change things for you? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I think I would, I would stay at some point, but I, I, I think I would go into what I actually wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Like, even though this, I love the health sector and whatever, I actually do have a passion for fashion and all that. But I feel like I'm just, you know, when you, you kind of keep discovering yourself as you grow older, mm. right? I know I always had it, even when I was a child, I've always loved the whole dress, the whole, like anything that has to do with dresses, fashion or whatever. Like I've always been a fan of that. My parents would be like, you know what? You need to figure out what you need to do in your life. You can't keep changing career every, every few um, years. So if I have, <laughs> if I do, <laughs> if I do have uh, like a support 
I would actually go for what I want, which is like going into the fashion industry. Mm. I love fashion. I love photography. I'm, I'm actually good at it. But it's the fact that I know that, yeah, it's something that I want to do, but then I have to make sure that I am also doing the work that brings me money first. <laughs> yeah. Do something so, sensible. Yeah. Get a trade. You, know, like, you need something <laughs> secure. Yeah, yeah. Secure <laughs> myself. And then eventually, maybe at some point, I would go into it. But at the time, I'm just keeping it yeah. on hold. Yeah. So do you do you do you sketch? Do you draw? Do you design anything sort of in your dance? I'm more of the I'm more of like a stylist kind of person. So, so sort of I, working with fabrics and then you just kind of shape things or uh, not really. I'm more like a curator. So I could see any outfit or whatever, like in uh just go to a shop and I could just see some items and I know what would look great on based on any other person like mm. my sisters and everyone else who called me oh I don't know what to wear I'd say show me what you got no mm. this is all I have okay wear this and doesn't I'm just it's like a it's like called a stylist, stylist. Yeah, yeah 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 like a stylist so mm. I think I'll be really really good at that but I mean I am trying my best at the moment and anything that I wear really looks good so <laughs> I have a good fashion sense that's, that's actually good cool yeah yeah, well that that was uh, that was an unexpected detail. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But... So if there's anyone who needs a new stylist out there, in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that I think I think that's the only one thing that if I would go into at the moment, and I think I I wouldn't change that anytime soon because I know it should have been something that I've come that I've done in a long time. But you know how our parents well I don't know for me my parents are more like you need to have like a concrete job they don't see fashion yeah. and everything else as as actually a job they see that something you do in your leisure time or whatever yeah. so that's why they were like oh you need to make sure you have a concrete job and for them concrete means doctor mm. lawyer all the big ones uh, finance accounting whatever yeah mm. that's what they see as that fashion wasn't one of them <laughs> so yeah yeah well I, I mean the, the you know Getting a profession, it you know, it's steady work, isn't it? And then once you got that qualification, you can kind of almost work anywhere in the world and then you know, you you will get work. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean it makes sense on a lot of levels, but that's a lot of time to put into something, isn't it? And then once you've put that amount of time in, I mean, you must feel like, well, I've got to do this for at least x amount of years you know because otherwise it, you you kind of wasted the time training you've got yeah. to get something out of it yeah i mean if if for something if i could have like a balance where i could do this and also do whatever it is i want to do then i'm fine actually mm. it's all about balance if i could have a balance of working my actual job from this time and then have a balance to doing the fashion thing or chasing whatever I need to do, just have like a flexible balance. For that, you could do it anytime, anywhere. Mm. But for um, the job, you have to be present. Mm. So that's just it. But if I could have a balance, then I would actually do both. Because I still want to work it out um, how it's second. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not, even after the COVID experience, you're not put off yet. You're no, I'm not put off. That's why I said like, even uh, my, current, my current job is I'm working for the health sector, but then like I told party I, I don't mind still being in the third party but mm. maintaining that and also getting whatever it is on to do mm. that's just it i mean i suppose based on this role but it'd be mm-hmm. great if you could make some sort of argument of 
well, great styling is really good for your eye health because you're looking at more <laughs> beautiful things and <laughs> therefore you'll feel happier, your eyes will be happier and they'll be healthier. Actually, actually, there's, there's a thing about eye health and what you see affects your mental health. Yeah. 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 There's, there's, there's that too. I actually read it up, especially now that it's coming. That's like what you see affects your mental health, which is 100% true. Mm. So... Yeah, there's that. There's a connection. <laughs> the, the <word laughs> whatever makes you happy, whatever you see that makes you happy, it's good for your mental health. So whatever makes you happy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you know, there's there's a a, a great leg- legitimate health reason to wear good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so are you are you happy to hang on for a little bit longer? Because I've been oh, to invest in my. Say, I was going to say something about the UBA as well. Yeah. So with the UBA. It will be a good aspect. I think, I don't think, well, I mean, there are other people that might just decide, oh, they don't want to work at all. Mm-hmm. But I feel it's going to be okay because based on the how the cost of living crisis is going on and how everyone else is struggling to get their bills and everything, it's actually a good way to support yourself. You don't have to worry about having endless bills. Mm-hmm. You have tons of, thousands of bills and other things that you need to you're in debt i mean i think it's a good way to get just make sure you're not you're no more in debt mm. people in the communities we could for um we could just shift our focus meaning us in the charity instead of providing them support with benefit they, we already know they have some certain amount of money to support mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. so we could channel our support into something else making sure they have more well, I mean, we have to do our research at yeah. the time to make sure, okay, so we could see what are the gaps that are lacking and how we can support them on yeah. those gaps. But I think it will be it will really do a good it will be a good help for the the UBA would really support people and and we know how the communities are going through a lot due to the due to the cost of living crisis. Yeah. So it will really be a good and those risk factors as well like the risk Mm. factors a lot of them are diet factors and a lot of that diet factor is based on you know the kinds of foods that are available to you the kinds of foods that you can buy which are largely Mm -hmm. mass-produced you know full of sugar and fructose syrup and yeah all the kind of terrible stuff at least you can have healthy food meaning you don't have to worry about getting all the junk i mean you have you still have to do that but then still encourage people they won't say, oh, we don't have money for it, but at least we know that at least they could be able to get it getting more healthier than yeah. the whole job. Yeah. But you also need a you you need a cause and a reason to be healthy as well. You know, like people <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. eat just rubbish food because it's it's rubbish and it's cheap. It's like it does give you pleasure. It does give you uh, I know. So you kind of well, it's it's joy I can afford, even if it's only temporary. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, if you if you could alleviate some of that and people, you know, if you put a bit of money in people's pockets, it would have a huge, huge effect to make people feel better, Actually, have great yeah. health outcomes. Yeah, yeah, well, there's, there's that too. <laughs> the thing is, there's always going to be a broad cost to everything. You just have mm. to look at it. And yeah. is it because really and truly communities, some communities, lots of communities now are really struggling with mm. financially because we deal with them like, there are some things that we could help and there are some things that we, we can only send post to other people. So it will be good for those people to have that support. 
And for other people, well, I mean, there's nothing much we can do. We can't control how someone spends their money. But I, I remember another point. We could have it in a way that once the if the UBA is in place, mm. have a way of having like educating people on how to spend their money wisely, even though to be honest, not everyone would stick to it. But then we could just, you know, just make it edit provide some education and advice on how you should mm. rightfully spend your money. Mm. So from pilot schemes and stuff and some mm-hmm. of the stuff that I've read. So they found one of the outcomes that they found was health results are better, not just because people feel a bit better, have a bit more sort of regular money and stuff, but the regularity helps people to plan. And also Mm -hmm. because they've got more time, most people have sort of more time and they don't have to use as much space in their head worrying. Um, And so people are kind of around more, a bit like in (laughs) lockdown. So if there is an accident in the home, there's someone more likely to find them or there's someone more likely to prevent that accident from happening in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes people less stressed, healthier, and, mm-hmm. you know, a bit safer. And also you're going to have more social interactions, which ideally are better. And that creates a more, you know, a better social group, a better social bond, all those kind of things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the the benefits uh are just great really yeah and and i think that's why i think it needs to be sort of more widely known because it's not yeah. something that we're really talking about but and i know that just running a ubi would be cheaper than you know spend on universal credit because that has to be means tested so they have to go mm-hmm. through all the you know whether you can get it or not if you just give it to everyone. yeah 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 because we, we also have, also we also do with the whole ubi universal credit thing yeah Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it might be good. I mean, everyone loves having steady, you know, whatever happens, at least you have something to back up yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, they found even with, with people who were homeless because they've got that mm-hmm. regular income, like mm-hmm. even if it's a small amount, that like they know they've got that, so yeah. they can they can plan. They can, you know, like whether you want to save it up to get a particular thing or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, all right, well, I'm not going to spend it now. I'm going to leave it there. And mm-hmm. I'm going to hang on and then I'll spend it on whatever else. But it's that ability to know that you've got something regular. Yeah. That you can, yeah, work with. So this is kind of the section where I throw it over to you. So if you've got anything that you want to talk about, anything that we haven't covered, anything you might want to ask me or anything to promote. So we'll do the social media and stuff first. So where can people find, is it ABBA or, or just? ABA Leads. Yeah. We are on Instagram at ABA Leads. So mm-hmm. it's ABA Leads. We are on Twitter, on Facebook as well. We're literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you can search on Google if you want to go on our website. It's www.abaleads.org.uk. And you don't need to be worried about your eyes. You can get in touch for other people, I assume. And yes, you can refer. You can refer yourself. You can refer a family friend. You can refer anyone really that needs support with support with when they when they have a visual impairment. Any support, mm. any advice would be able to provide or signpost them to the right organizations to help them out. Well, I could also say we have other 
we have all the projects that we do. So okay. first we have the advocacy, which is the supporting people who are visually impaired, providing benefits. Like uh, We also have the, like I said, we have our launching groups that we mm-hmm. run. And also we have, there's this project called ASHRA. So what we do is we support carers, unpaid carers, mm. mental, well, mental well-being support. We have like an activities for them just to support them with their mental health. Mm-hmm. We have a we have a carers event happening on the twenty third, which is a Saturday. Well, yeah. uh, I work on Saturday most of. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have the carers event happening. So you could come. We are working in partnership with Carers Leads. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be an event where where the carers will get information, especially in their ethnic groups, mm-hmm. ethnic community groups. So. It's just going to be, hopefully, it's going to be a good turnout and would have lots of people coming for the event. We also have another project. It's called Enhance. So we support people who are discharged from hospitals. So instead of going back to the hospitals due to cleaning and doing so many stress Mm. on top of your health, we have people who would come to the house, help them with cooking, cleaning, but they don't do personal hygiene, just just like cleaning yeah, their surrounding, just, making sure yeah. everywhere is safe. Mm-hmm. And then just reducing the stress the patients have after discharge from the hospital to just to, you know, balance it out for them. But yeah, that's what we, that's one of, well, that's the projects that we have. Cool. So let's have a bit on National Eye Week. So yeah. tell us about that. Tell us what you've got going on. I assume... I assume this is a national event that happens anyway. And then yeah, obviously it's everywhere. a great, great marketing <laughs> thing for yeah. you. So yeah, tell yeah. us a little bit about it. So National Eye Holes Week is mainly to um, promote people to get their eyes checked, to yeah. make sure the, the hashtag for this year's event is called Your Vision Matters. Because mm-hmm. we, we really do not know how much our eyes are important to us until we start having issues with them. And that's what you'd appreciate. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So it's really important to make sure that we get our eyes checked. We make sure we have a healthy um, lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> healthy lifestyle, and making sure that whatever health conditions we have, we're getting them in check, meaning diabetes, blood pressure. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just about creating awareness. There's going to be conferences in Birmingham and other places. I'm not going, but I know some of my colleagues will be there. For me, what I'll be doing is I'll be on radios, I'll mm-hmm. be on live, IG live, mm-hmm. I'll be on another radio station, I'll be on two radio stations, IG lives, and on your podcast, and a few things. Yeah, just mm-hmm. media. Yeah, so I'm going to be on the media side promoting I helped, but my other colleagues will be out in conferences and there's it's going to be a lot mm. of things but mainly it's just to make sure that everyone is getting their eyes checked and eating good yeah how do you feel about the media work like have you done any of it before are you nervous at all or are you just like just work like do you take I mean, it in <laughs> it's just talking right yeah it's just it's just talking i don't know i haven't been on the radio before never <laughs> with social media i think i'm a bit knowledgeable about social media and everything but then being live it's a different i think it's a different feeling i haven't mm. i haven't experienced that yet but yeah we'll get that <laughs> yeah it'll I be fun um, it'll be fun yeah 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 that will be on wednesday on wednesday on the 20th i have 20th and tomorrow as well 
Mm. It's going to be a busy week for me, <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a busy week. We, we ideally have like a, I think last year they had a conference, they organized a conference where that national island we can meet with my organizations. But mm-hmm. this year around we, I think, I don't know, well, there were lots of things happening before then, meaning we were too busy to do a lot. Yeah, but then we decided, okay, well, if we don't, then we would have to just make it through media and attending conferences. That would, unless we cover our own path. But I mean, it can be better sometimes. I mean, you know, you are going to reach so many more people with a radio interview yeah. than you would with an event. And like, you know, okay, you're going to reach a lot of people who it isn't relevant to, but mm-hmm. you're going to reach more people that it is relevant to, I think. Yeah, so, definitely, yeah, I definitely. Think it's a better way to go. Okay, I don't have any more particular questions at the moment. Do you have anything else that you want to sort of talk about? Anything that you want to revisit right now? Mm, I don't. I don't think so. Not particularly. I imagine this is this is a limited contract, so it's like for X amount of months, like or a year, or because of the funding. Mm-hmm. Would what would be your next step? I have a contract for two years. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, for two years. Mm-hmm. After that, I would. I think I would go into the actual public health just to see how it goes. If it's something that I like, I would stay. <laughs> if it's mm-hmm. not come back to the community, yeah, continue. But I would like to go into um, the public health. It doesn't have to be research, but I would like to be on the policy or whatever side, just mm-hmm. just so I know that I've lived my, I've done the whole public health side, meaning community wise and wise. And yeah. then I'll figure out where I want to be. Do I want to stay there? Do I want to be in? At least I have own experience. That's all I want to do. It's all about getting experience. And that's what I all about having experience of the whole and then figuring out what works best, what works best for me. Thank you again to Farida for being my guest. And thanks to you for listening to the show. Thanks again to all my guests and to everyone who has donated or helped the project in any other way. And of course, Thanks to you, Leeds, for being my subject. If you're listening to this on or before the 23rd of September, the event Farida mentions is at the Reginald Centre from 10.30 to 2pm. Remember to like, share, follow and subscribe to Working Hours, Work for Peace and Plan with Kindness. OK, that's me. Cheers, ears. Take care out there and be kind to each other, Leeds. Working Hours is produced, recorded, edited and published by Simon Treen for Western Studios Leeds Limited. The music was The Bees from Chopin's Etudes, which is in the public domain and was taken from museopen.org. Follow Western Studios Leeds on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash western underscore studios underscore leads and on LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash western hyphen studios. Western Studios Leeds will help you realise your podcast for only £25 for an hour of podcast work. Need podcast production, recording, editing, or any podcast admin doing? Need it all doing? Do you want or need a podcast host or co-host for your podcast project? Then get in touch with Western Studios Leeds Limited. Email makemypodcast at western-studios.com to get your podcast made. I am available to third sector organizations, small to medium sized businesses and individuals who want to make podcasts or create other digital audio content. Want to make some fundraising case studies? Want to show off your expertise in your field? 
Want some help creating your show and format or just some support learning to podcast and getting going? Whatever your podcast needs, get in touch with Western Studios Leads. Go to western-studios.com and use the contact page to drop me a message about either working hours or about your own podcast project.